0: We talk live, 855 free that's 855-450-3733, it's Mark, Pete, and JJ. All with you, bringing you a live show this Thursday evening. You know, um, sometimes even I, even jaded I get upset about some of these stories, and this is one of those evenings. But those make for such great shows, Mark, when you're <laughs> animated and Spittle <laughs> is flying all over... I feel so bad for this person. (laughs) I'm just going to jump right into the story. No, I'm not going to give you any kind of, uh, you know, four story or anything like that. A woman fighting a terminal form of bone cancer is trying to raise money to help pay her bills with a few weekend garage sales. But the city of Salem says she's breaking the law and is shutting her down. Jan Klein had no idea, but the city of Salem has a clear law that states a person can only have three yard sales per year. Klein has been selling her stuff in the backyard for for a few weekends and said she thought she'd be fine by keeping the sale out of everyone's way. It's a struggle, she says. It's a struggle for me because I'm very independent and used to taking care of myself. She's run businesses and supported herself for a year, but this summer she was diagnosed with bone cancer. It's a bone marrow cancer that eats through the bones and causes holes in the bones, so they just, by walking, I can break a bone, she says. In one day, she lost her independence, her ability to work, and to earn an income that she could pay for all those medical bills. So she's decided to sell what she owned. The sale was bringing in several hundred dollars each weekend until one neighbor complained, and she got a visit from the city. Now, this was in her backyard. Did you say that? In her backyard, Ridiculous. Yes. So, so
1: out of view of other neighbors, and, and she's still connecting the, the three sales per what, year? Is that what the limit what you, is? That's
0: what the limit is, Because, yeah. you
1: know, four
2: sales per year, that'd be just too much. <laughs> how, you got to regulate how that. How dare you enter voluntary interactions
0: with other people. Yeah. So he says, the the bureaucrat, rules are rules. I'm sorry. Klein says she understands the city is trying to prevent nuisances in neighborhoods, but she doesn't think she's causing any trouble. We make such an effort of making it back uh, back here in her backyard so that it's not goobering up the neighborhood. So it's not like a garage sale all laid out day after day after day, she says. Klein says she's not looking for special treatment, but maybe some understanding. I just hope that nobody else has to go through this kind of thing. I hope that no one, nobody else has to give up their lives away for nickels and dimes and then be told they can't even do that. I hope no one else ever has to do this. According to the Community Development Department, there's a reason for the law. In the past, some people have set up what ended up being permanent flea market-type sales on their property. After hearing more about Klein's situation, a supervisor says he's going to take another look to see if there's anything that she can do to operate within the law. But if she reopens now, it's a misdemeanor and a $300 fine. That's crazy. I
1: think she'd also be... Almost be better off taking that fine, getting the fine, going to court, obviously she can 't handle that i I realize that, but I think a jury of her peers would look at her 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 condition they 'd strike it down she 'd be acquitted or or not found not guilty, and then you know any subsequent attempt they had to prosecute her for this, then she 'd just be like precedence already right, set
2: right, or they can nullify the the uh, statute itself but i I just looked up uh, if anybody wants to weigh in on uh, behalf of this uh, woman. Uh, If you go to cityofsalem.net, S-A-L-E-M, it has a phone number for the the
0: city's office there if you want to give them a call and let them know how you feel. This in particular is the community development department. I guess that's probably their version of the uh, the code enforcement bureaucrats, who do so much to keep our city beautiful. They do. They produce so much. Oh, I don't think you believe. I don't think you're believing that, Mark. No, I don't. How can Uh, you not? I, I, you know, I think this is so awful. Um, you know, this is the unintended consequences of laws that were likely put together for the, you know, the the best reason ever. And but these, you know, these bureaucrats are like, I'm sorry. Bone cancer or no? Rules are rules. Yeah. Now, frankly, I think it would probably take them a year at least to get her to trial on this misdemeanor. So I don't think it would be that big of a deal for her. But, um,. You know, it's it's sad. I mean, it's sad that a neighbor felt that this was the way to solve the problem. It's sad that the bureaucrats feel that they can't do anything about a lady with bone cancer. Um, I mean, you know. <laughs>
2: well, this- I'm
1: sure they could. I'm sure they could just not give her a violation or, or whatever they give her, that piece of paper. They could
2: just say, well, you know what, I'm going to turn the other way. Yeah. yeah, but whether she has bone cancer or not, the fact is she she owns her property. She owns her her the item she's trying to sell and uh, trying to get money for to help cover her medical expenses so what right does anybody else have to step in between that consensual interaction
0: this certainly shows this this story here certainly shows that uh, that particular attitude in spades i mean it's it's really i mean you can see this this poor lady uh klein here just i, I mean she's she's awful in this little news clip i mean she's crying and it's it's really sad and it's sad that this is what it's come down to. Here in the land of the free, you can't have but three garage sales a year. And... You know, she just she's just trying to sell her stuff, make a few bucks so that she can pay off some medical bills and live while she's got you know what's left of her life. Let's let's be frank and honest here. Right. She's got bone marrow cancer. Right. She ain't. She's not going to be kicking around well, another she's three also, or four
1: years. She's she's burning down a fuse as it is. I mean, she's selling off what little possessions she has left. There's only a matter of time before everything she has is sold off, and and she has nothing else of value to to trade with or barter with for currency or or whatever. So. Even if they, you know, let her keep going, it's not like she can sustain a permanent flea market. And this sounds like one of those cases where that the, a law was made because one jerk, you know, went out of his way to be a jerk and say, I, "I don't care about anybody or anything. I'm going to do what I want to do, and and who cares if I pollute the neighborhood with a flea market, you know, or or I I cause my flea market to transgress your property right next door, or or the parking situation's all crap, but." You know, that, that situation, most people aren't going to have permanent flea markets in their in their home or without, you know, some sort of extra business attached to it as it is because people don't want individuals coming to their home on a consistent basis. The,
2: the, the idea of a home is to have private, sure, right. uh, private residence. Yeah, there's no need for a blanket statute against uh, prohibiting uh, conduct on someone's own property. I mean, if there's a negative externality from somebody, uh, what they're doing on their property, then... You know, their neighbors could uh, seek redress of that, you know, through arbitration or whatnot, not not to have some uh, blanket statute. I mean, the uh, community development, it says their, their mission, they're tasked with assisting the citizens in developing a dynamic and livable city. So, uh, And they cite zoning laws. Right. Dynamic ordinances. usually means right.
0: something like flexible and in motion. And does doesn't this mean that we could be flexible about this particular lady? Yeah, maybe compassion. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't isn't a great
1: part, a portion of our country founded on these uh, the uh, biblical beliefs and, and uh, Christian sort of beliefs where they talk about how Jesus was compassionate? I mean, all all these individuals out there who lack compassion but yet talk about how they're so religious. You know,
0: that's just another hypocrisy that I see. Who's G- who's uh, garage sale would Jesus shut down? Exactly. Yeah. I don't think he's you know. I, you know, I, mean, I know he chased the money lenders out of the temple, but one could make the argument that that's his house and he's choosing what he's what goes on in his house. Um, I, you know, in, in this case, I, I'd say that, you know, I, I think that when you're talking about living in, I, I think there should be smaller enclaves than just sort of a citywide rule. Um, And different little neighborhoods should be able to make their own rules rather than one big rule for the whole place. Because I feel this one-size-fits-all thing just doesn't work. No, of course (laughs) not. It it, it
1: seldom works. And and the cases it does work are so few and far between that they're irrelevant. Like, yes, all humans breathe oxygen. Yes, that is a one-size-fits-all. We can pretty much give everybody oxygen to breathe. But, you know— but from there on, yeah, from there on, it kind of right.
0: it branches out quite a bit. I'm glad I'm not getting my oxygen from the government. Is basically how <laughs> yeah. I feel about that. I, We'd probably all be dead. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be good for us. I can assure you of that. I so, but, I, I, yeah. you know, I mean, I just just find this poor woman's story to be uh, pathetic and sad. You can go well, f- where are it. our neighbors? You know, where, where's the support from her community saying, look, this isn't
1: right? You know, I mean, what if all her neighbors just did, you know, I don't I don't like the court system and I don't like following the, the legislative process because I, I believe it's a uh, it, it's basically a runaround where you just use up your energy and then like a hamster wheel. That's yep. all it really is. is a hamster wheel, and you just use your energy up, and you're left with nothing. You've get, you've went nowhere. The hamster wheel is still right where you left it. Right. But if all of her neighbors sent in a letter to the courts or something, like a friend of the court or amicus brief, whatever that's called, and said, "Look, there's nothing wrong with what she's I, doing."
0: I'll tell you what, JJ, you know, I tried to send in a letter to the court uh, this week uh, regarding Ian, yeah. and they w- they said we don't take uh, letters to judges, um, and and the only way to get a you know to get to get some kind of input on the case is to file a. Motion motion to be made part of the case wow. so i assume then that he could say anything that i have to say would then be in contempt he could rule me in contempt if he felt like it this, crazy. Is, this is free talk
1: live yeah.
3: this your family today tip is brought to you by nesquik try nesquik four packs perfect for lunches and great for kids on the go look for it in the juice aisle Snack time is a great chance to sneak extra calcium into your child's diet without making him feel like he's eating something he doesn't want. Serve up dairy-rich foods like smoothies, flavored milk, frozen yogurt, and string cheese. He'll love the treat, and you'll love knowing how good it is for him. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash family today.
0: Talk Live 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free number 855 450 3733. It's Mark with you, Pete, and JJ. And uh, you know, this is you can call in and talk about whatever you want. Hijack the airwaves. It's free talk live. Give us a call. Until then, we're going to talk about a, a little, little show prep. Um, Pete, you had something going on today that I, I want to talk about in a minute, but. Okay, don't let these tough financial times stress you out about the rising cost of your family's health care. Here's Mike Buck from New Zealand's Nature Bee with some important facts and a great deal. Hello
4: there, Free Talk Live. Here's the deal. Look, Nature Bee plant pollen collected by our world-famous honeybees is the richest, most wholesome food found anywhere. Look at this, vitamins A, B1, 2, 6, 12, 3, D, 6, D, E, and K. In other words, all of them, 28 minerals, including your calcium, copper, iron, and zinc and the antioxidants who chase the nasty free radicals right out of your system. And you will be amazed how Nature Bee will go to work restoring that lost energy, strengthening up your immune system, giving you clearer skin, silkier hair, stronger nails, a better night's sleep, all from the full nutrition provided by the health wonder from down under.
0: You know, it's, it seems to stand to reason that if you're getting all the nutri- nutrients that you need and the, the micronutrients and, uh, you know, just filling up those little nutrient baskets in your, in your body all the time, that you're going to live longer and feel better when you do. But how about a special deal, Mike?
4: Yeah, you know, it's really important right now. Look at this. A huge six-month supply of Nature Bee is still just ninety-nine ninety-five plus delivery. We throw you three more months for free, and no worries and no risk, because Nature B has our 100% unconditional satisfaction guarantee. So you call toll-free to New Zealand, and let's prove it to you. one eight six six eight three four eight three five five. 834 8355 That's one eight six six. or if you are with Free Talk Live online, Nature Bee is online too at naturebee.com.
0: Okay, now you've heard it. Once you start taking Nature Bee, just like me, you will feel so good. So come on and order your Nature Bee now, toll free, 866-834-8355, 866-834-8355, or online at naturebee.com. Pete you were just uh, waving at the cam there uh, in the studio so tell everybody about the cam since we have a moment to do that yeah this is uh
2: actually my preferred way of uh, consuming the free talk live content I haven't been much of a podcast listener in the past just because you know I'm on the go and we're always you know up to something it seems like but uh, when I do have the time I check out free talk live I go to cam.freetalklive.com and you know I'm not only able to hear you, you guys and the guests you have but uh, see everything so for me it's a uh, it's a more uh,
0: enriched in- experience, I guess. and uh A lot of people like live radio. That, uh, that's, that's sort of what sells radio. Plus, with the cam, you can get the chat room. You can go in there and y- you can either register for the chat so that you have your same name all the time or you can use whatever name you want. It's, chat, uh, it's cam.freetalklive.com. Now, Beat, uh, you also had, had your, I guess you and JJ went off someplace today to do some of your activist stuff. What, <laughs> yeah. what is, what did you do today? Well, uh, about half a
2: dozen from uh, Keen, We rolled up to Manchester. The uh, Silver Circle movie crew was up there uh, shooting uh, for part of the uh, movie that they're finishing up now. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, check it out at silvercirclemovie.com. It's, I'm really looking forward to come out there. I've been working on it about two and a half years now. It's an animated uh, movie set in the near future, kind of a financial collapse. Yep. Uh, some rebels, you know, standing up for the rights and whatnot. So some scenes were shot today, and I'm really excited to see how it turned out. It's kind of
0: computer, uh, computer animated. Yep. Um, so they, they've they've taken yeah they've taken taken people's uh, you know body positions and put little. Nodes on them, and and the computer figures out where they are. And you guys yep. were doing some action scenes yep. and stuff
2: like that. Yeah, we were. Uh, some of us were police. Some of us were rebels. A little and protesters. Protest. Yeah, demonstration. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was really cool. And and they definitely incorporate some uh, you know historical facts with you know what you know could be historical
0: facts in the near future, but we hope not. Right. That, that, that's not the case. <laughs> uh, but, hypothetical uh, facts. The right. idea is is that somehow the Federal Reserve has turned into a larger, more tyrannical organization, right. and is hunting in, down people in an effort to you continue to control the currency and yep and everything like right.
2: that. Right,
1: actually expand beyond the currency, it right. seems.
0: And right. this is an a, a, this is a rebel group that is making uh, silver available to people as real money. Yep. So it, you know, I'm, I'm very interested in seeing it. We saw a clip at the Porcupine Freedom Festival during the summer, earlier in the summer, and it was really great. I've I been watching it, keeping an eye on it all along. Yep. And I am excited about it. So I'm, Yeah, the uh, folks involved, I mean, they're all top-notch. Yep. They're
2: all hardcore and good people, and you know, I'm, I'm excited to see this. So I think this will help get more eyes on this whole movement and uh, you know be entertaining at the same time.
1: Yeah, while I was there, I, I also uh, interviewed Pasha Roberts, uh, Megan, and I forgot the uh, camera guy's name. But I interviewed each of those individuals and uh, talked about the movie. Got some B roll. I'll, I'll be cutting together something that'll be on freekeen.com dot com to talk about the movie and and what we did today, basically is some some of the B roll.
0: Because that's what you do, JJ. You're that's kind of right. the guy in charge of Freekeen uh, TV to some extent and um, largely involved in Freekeen.com. That's right. And there was also some trial or something yeah, or other. Get well, uh, another trial? Yeah, we had... Don't tell uh, me somebody else is in jail, please. <laughs> Not <laughs> no yet. One, no one, no <laughs> one
2: is in jail today. Uh, in, any, new, any new cagings. But uh, Ademo had court today stemming from the uh, June 4th arrest outside of Manchester Police Department. If you're unfamiliar with that, go to coplock.org slash manchpd.com. Was this uh, the chalking incident? Yeah, this is the chalking incident. Eight people arrested. Nine cameras,
0: phones, uh, you know, stolen. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's one thing. It's one thing to arrest. Okay, for one, this the, what's weird about this is that chalk is included in the city ordinance on graffiti, and they didn't charge them with graffiti. They well, charged them with act- something else. Actually, today a demo uh,
2: had an additional charge levied against him, which was a graffiti charge, and the language on that is pretty much identical to the. Uh, the language on his, uh, on his other charge. Uh, it makes
0: more sense. What was the other charge? It was like. It was mis- uh, yeah, uh, criminal, criminal, criminal mischief. mischief. And yeah. Criminal, yeah. criminal mischief. And yeah, now and, I mean, resisting and Why don't they just charges? charge people with what they're going to charge them with? So it's criminal mischief. Plus, they went around and they confiscated like seven or eight or nine telephones that people were using to record the, the interaction that right. they were having with the lawbreakers. And. To me, this is just beyond the pale. This is absolutely unacceptable behavior from our law enforcement brethren that are supposed to be keeping us safe. The idea that the average citizen cannot record an interaction with police on public public servants on public property doing the public's will, supposedly. Well, they they
1: also tried to claim that all these uh, cameras contained evidence of the crimes of chalking right which will wash off in the rain they
2: could have brought their own camera out for one if they that's what they cameras. wanted to have <laughs> they right. had their own cameras but immediately after a demo another guy west were arrested uh, one of the uh, guys with badges on um said uh take all their cameras they're all evidence and they started taking people's uh, property they didn't issue receipts they have since returned some of the property but they claim to have never taken my android cell phone and uh so you know either some Someone up there is walking around with a yeah. phone or they just threw it away out of this'll, spite. This will be
0: good. This will be good on my uh, AT&T plan or whatever. Right. You know, I mean, and this is this is the problem with it. Obviously, the court case hasn't occurred yet. Whatever evidence they're supposed to have, they haven't got. I mean, this is ludicrous. They're taking people's property. Right. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, calling it evidence is not an acceptable way to steal people's property. I'm sorry.
1: Well, it was, it was strange that uh, while we were in court, the, the judge was so concerned with protecting the what sixth amendment right, right. Of, of each of the individuals that Adamo was going to call as a witness but yet every time Adamo brought up his first amendment right to free expression and whatnot with the chalking incident itself the judge you know just
0: blew it off you know it was like oh we'll, we'll deal with that in time so, so concerned about sixth amendment not concerned about the first amendment I guess that's yep. right so now he has four court
2: dates uh, into late November from something that happened in uh, early June. And this is Justice. no victim. Justice's no terrible damage. swift sword. Yes. It's crazy. Free talk live.
0: Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. Check out listen.freetalklive.com. We have all kinds of ways for you to listen to the show. Of course, if uh, there's our many wonderful radio stations, uh, we're on XM. We have our own free-to-air satellite channel, live streams on the internet, podcasts, webcam, listen lines, Anything you want, you can go to listen.freetalklive.com. We try to make Free Talk Live available to you in all those means. It's free. Listen.freetalklive.com. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know that at some point, a new currency is going to take over. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor of that currency? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them. Anywhere in the world, you can find out more by visiting weusecoins.org. They're going up. I mean, they're, they're on a little upward trend right now. They're, they're, a soul, they're, they're on their, their own little internet commodity. Weusecoins.org. You can buy with them. You can sell with them. Whatever you want to do. Weusecoins.org. Let's go to this article by John Warillo from bnet.com. Six Reasons to Keep Your Nose Out of the Government Trough First, when I started in business, the government of the day was keen to promote entrepreneurship among underemployed young people. And I applied for and won a contract for my business. The entire experience of dealing with bureaucrats who cared more about optics than markets left me convinced that applying for government contracts under some form of special group status does more harm than good. Here are six reasons to avoid chasing government contracts in your business. Number one, optics instead of markets. What he means by that is bureaucrats are more interested in making things look good than by doing good things. By way of a small example, our government uh, customer looked more favorably on us spending government money on hard assets than on services. So we ended up buying a van with our government money, even though we could have rented one for a few weeks, a year, or whatever, if we had needed one. Putting optics ahead of markets started to become common in our company, and we became blind to the way the real world makes buying decisions. And this this happens so often with government contracts, as they have all these strings attached to them. And pretty soon, you're stuck in this mire and all you're doing is serving the government Two customer concentration governments usually hand out large juicy contracts at one point more than a third of our revenue was coming from a single contract that's fine when the money's flowing but as soon as the spigot runs dry or the political winds blow in another direction your business can be erased overnight in our case We got out of the uh, government contracting trap before the prevailing winds changed. Many of our peers were not so lucky. And
1: this is. How many businesses devote all of their business to the government as it is? I mean,
0: that's a failed model right there it's going to be because this what this guy's talking about is you never know when they're just going to change their minds. Right. They don't make decisions based on economics. No, they it could make-
1: be could be uh, partisan reasons. Absolutely purely partisan reasons. Well, now the Democrats are in office and well, the Republicans used us for their contracts and the Democrats don't want to use us cuz You know, screw the Republicans, blah, blah, blah.
0: Or their friend that uh, contributed to their campaign does the same thing that we do, only for a a little bit more or whatever, and they they slide the contract over. (laughs) Well, going back to that first point, you know, the whole idea of of
1: optics – or, or, making things look good. That's that's completely part of their paperwork trail. Is we are good at making the paperwork look good, but we're not actually good at serving the public. We're not actually good at providing a service. We're good at making sure the paperwork is filled
2: out. Right. There's no way they can actually provide a service people want because they have they don't have these price signals that uh, a competitive market would provide. And if anyone wants to check more out on this, uh, just Google uh, the economic calculation debate and. Uh, Mises and uh, Hayek just dominated this back in the day, Mises especially, but essentially said with no price signals, there's no way to tell if you're doing a good job or not, and that's government claims a monopoly on doing all these things. So. The
0: government doesn't know; it absolutely right. doesn't know. And you know, when you're starting these bids for contracts, it's so murky and and it, you know difficult to understand. Even the people who are doing the bids don't understand what the other people are bidding, and the bureaucrats certainly don't know. And it, it gets it, it gets very convoluted. Even when you're talking about easy things like paving a road, when it gets as it gets more complicated, like building a hundred C one whatever airplanes it's impossible to know where the, all the kickbacks go and the log rolling and right at the same time it's it's
1: impossible to know where you know that you're dealing with a finite money source when you know certain aspects of the government can go well i know we can just borrow or print it so i'm not really worried about meeting a budget you know meeting a certain number because next year we can just ask for more if we use up you know this budget and we need more and we can show that you know blah 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 this paperwork it's like that, that incentive to do things with less money you know or do more with less money yeah. isn 't there obviously to be efficient and and it 's not possible because the, the it's not a you know business where the customer is paying for everything per service in most cases the money is stolen and then right. doled out every in every case right well there are some some very small institutions here and there more mostly parking and game uh, like in Massachusetts, for example. Their actual, their park and game department was segregated. That money was, it all came in from the, whatever money comes in from buying permits and using the parks and paying fees. And uh, so it was kept separate, but then they, they were talking about a law to add that to the general fund because mm. this was so like, they
0: could just you, rape and pillage that too. Right. Because
1: right. then they worked within their budget and they kept it so that it was, you know, in the black. Right, but still not. You know, there's no
0: competition even. Right, yet. right. Yeah, it's not the it's not the the most. It it, it beats most governmental models, but right. only by uh, you know right. a hair, hair's breadth. Yeah, I saw a pie chart
2: recently, and it showed like Lockheed Martin, like over 90 percent of their you know incomes comes from the government. But you know, I don't know how much it it would uh, go down depending on who's in office or not, because you know, war is good for the health of the state, and and you know, we've seen that. We've we've continued to see that no matter who's at the helm. So you know. and,
0: and, these companies that are in have been in with the government better have swallowed up and and run out of business. The companies that aren't, yeah, that don't have the government contracts because the government can just hand out these big old contracts and then they you know these companies out compete the others. Well, not only that, but business. the business,
1: the cost plus. You know that have you ever heard of that that phrase cost? plus? I've heard it. I- that's that's how, like, when the military buys hardware and things. Like, let's say that you're in Iraq, and you need computers to do the logistics. So you're going to have to go out and buy computers, but you pay cost plus. So you pay, like, the contractor to go get your computer for you, and he marks it up, and then you pay, pay a plus on top of that markup. So the contractor is completely incentivized to work with you, because they're making sure. a huge amount of profit per item. And this, this model, it's, like, also, like... You send something to uh, Afghanistan, let's say, and it's the wrong order. So what they do, they don't send it back to the United States. They destroy it. They put it in a pit and they burn it. And then they buy the stuff to replace it. So that's like disposable money right there. That's like, <laughs> that's like they just bought a bomb and let it go because it didn't do anything productive. And, uh, you know, it's, it's now just smoldering
0: ruins. Let's go to number three. Makes sense.
2: What's that? I said, that makes sense.
0: That's government (laughs) destruction. It sounds just like government. We actually have read a story about them destroying stuff in a pit. So did you see this kind of thing when you were over there, JJ? No, I I wasn't over there. No, no. I've heard about all this from Puke. Okay. So he was over in Afghanistan. You were just in the army. That's right. Okay. Sorry, I got confused. No problem. Number three, paperwork. Government contracts require a degree of legal and accounting oversight that require most small businesses to seek outside help. Unless you enjoy spending time with $300 an hour lawyers and accounts ensuring that you are compliant, Send, uh, spend your time chasing real customers. So this is uh, his advice on why to, six reasons why to keep your nose out of the, the government trough. It's such an extra added cost to doing business. You know, at the
2: end of the day, it should be between the consenting parties and that's it, but... uh I was recently back home in Ohio visiting my folks and uh, their neighbor, he started a landscaping company about 15 years ago, and he has a number of folks working for him now. And he said, you know, if I would have known today, like, like back then, how much of my time is devoted to
0: paperwork, I would have never started my business. Oh, yeah. And that's... This is, and it's, it's, all, it's almost all paperwork that uh, the government wants. It's not even running your business because that's relatively easy. You know, you know, the money comes in, the money goes out, right. whatever. It's just, you know, filling out whatever. Oh, well, I employ this guy. Well, I guess I have to find out whether or not he's an illegal alien and fill out this form and that form and pay for the, uh, you know, whatever insurance the government requires you carry on him. Free talk live.
3: Another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at Ruger.com slash LC9.
0: Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's a Sakel toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. For those of you who don't have the little letters on your phone, Give us a call. Talk about what you want to talk about. We'd love to have a conversation with you regarding it. How big is the debt crisis really? Prepare to be dumbfounded. Go to learnliberty.org slash FTL. See Anthony Davies' explanation on the magnitude of the U.S. debt. It's a little over a minute long, but it's amazing to see. You've got to see it. When you get there, check out uh, the Liberty Academy link on the right-hand side. It's, of course, for people that want free online Continue education, economics, philosophy, liberty, and rights. They offer so much there at learnliberty.org the learn slash FTL. they offer it to you for free. Learnliberty.org slash FTL. We've been reading this article about, well, uh, from this gentleman at bnet.com, John Warillo. And he's giving the six reasons why you should keep your nose out of the government trough. Number four. The government contractor trap. Government employees find the process of getting a new vendor approved almost as arduous as you do, which is why once you're approved, your bureaucratic customers may start asking you to sell them all sorts of things. (laughs) So uh this is the trap that he's talking about. If you want to it's number 4. If you want to hear the first three you can go to freetalklive.com after about 11:30 p.m. Eastern time the the uh, podcast will be available and you can hear the rest of it there. Once we're asked to retail print once we were asked to retail printing services even though we were marketing a marketing agency not a printer. The government department told us to just take a 15% commission for our trouble because it was easier for them to pay us rather than going through the hassle of getting a printer approved as a vendor. Yep. Does that sound just like the government to you?
1: Oh, I'll just pay you more. I mean, I know it's not your job, and you're probably not very good at it,
0: but I think you can get it done, man. Just, just take more money. In essence, you risk becoming, uh, becoming a general con- You risk becoming a general contractor, which means you take a 10 or 15% administration fee to move paperwork around. You go from being a real business to being a paper pushing administrator, making 15 percent for doing virtually nothing may sound fine, but it can suck you into a business that you're not actually in, which in turn can have you have its own hidden risks that you might not be aware of. Plus, it's the the soul killing aspect of it. Most people go into whatever business they're going into because they – this is just a a supposition of mine. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think most people go into the business that they're in because they have some kind of affinity for it, some kind of love for it, at least a a great skill for it, something like that. Sure. And if you get sucked into doing – being a paper pusher – I, you know, I wouldn't want that at all, personally. Some people are, are great paper pushers and that's what they want to do and, and fine fine by me, but they should hire a paper pushing company then.
1: Right. Well, the bureaucracy spreads. Right. And once, you know, once it, it gets a hold of you and then all of a sudden you're doing more, like if you just start out selling envelopes and they start, well, we need water. Uh, We'd like you to supply us with water. And then, you know, how you said, yep. it's easier for them just to handle that load and, and you know.
0: Push it down the line. Take basically. a fifteen percent commission. Another yeah. thing that I imagine happens is that you know the government takes all the time off that it takes off takes takes, and then you have the tendency to well, you know, let's just take those holidays off that the government does too. Then you're not offering the hours that your maybe your other customers might need. They'll trickle off as the government business grows and grows, and then. When the political tides change, for whatever reason, they decide, well, we need a minority business, or you need whatever, whatever the reason is. I mean, who knows? The government has all myriad of reasons. Not that I've got a problem with minority businesses. You can just imagine that there's, uh, you know, what it would be like for a company that might have done business for the government for a very long time, and then, yeah, you know, their business goes away for whatever reason. Right, it's- yeah, government involvement in any industry, any business just distorts
2: the market. I mean, there's no way that these people, you know, they're, they're not using government money. They're using money stolen from people that have earned things. Earned it or created wealth, and they 're then giving it to somebody else you know they have no incentive to spend it as wisely as you would running your own business or spending your own money because they're even if they make mistakes you 're not not going to learn from them it 's the only it 's the only institution
0: that rewards failure with more money. I actually heard a story from a uh, gentleman who uh, you know, was certainly black and he had a government contract and He lost business to a uh, a company that was woman owned because for whatever reason, the government needed to switch over to have more female, um, you know, business female run businesses. And in that case, it was a competitor of his from the past who redesigned their company and put their wife in charge, quote unquote. Mm. So, I
2: mean, right. And that's what happens. And at the end of the day, I mean, some of these things may sound good to redress uh, past wrongs that were done but let 's let 's step back and wh- why did these wrongs come about? Uh, why did women and minorities have uh, maybe less opportunities because the government uh, legislated yep. and said hey let 's let 's enslave this entire uh, group of people based on an arbitrary characteristic that they can 't control their skin color and let 's say that these people uh, based on their gender don 't have the same rights you right. know, again, something they can 't control, so then they try to implement these mechanisms to fix past wrongs. Uh, you know the solution is not to grant more authority to this institution that that violates people 's rights day in and day out it 's to, it's to quit uh, giving it authority at all and, and the people that are involved in it
1: right and basically this what you 're saying and reiterated is instead of giving uh, laws that, that you know, like this equal opportunity law that that goes out and seeks women or minority business. Instead, just get rid of the laws altogether and let, you know, let the government pick out whatever business is best, period.
0: And, and this whole idea of uh, you know, the women and minority business thing, you know, I had a, a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, and his, his wife is Asian, and they run a magazine together. Now, she is the nominal head of this business, whereas really both of them are. But why is she the head of the business? Because she's a minority and a woman. Now um, you know so when it comes down you know it's it's really just a, a sort of a figurehead situation. They make their decisions together well, at home. A, no, it's like it's every less than other husband wife scenario works. I submit that it's it's even less than that, and
1: all it is is a checkbox on a piece of paper. It's A checkbox on a piece of paper. Right. That's all it is. And if you fill out this checkbox, then you get special rights, better better rights than this person who didn't have a check in that box. Yeah. At
2: the end of the day, if we do care about you know everybody being equal, it, do we continue to look at each other through the grading of a of a uh, manufacture an arbitrary, like political, uh, like race or or ethnicity lens, or do we just look at people based on you know the content of their character and their and how they, how they are as a person? I
0: am not my color,
2: right? And right. you
0: know, I mean, I think that that is the very worst way to judge me. It's it's the least of me, really. That's what you're going to base me on, my color. I, I mean, I understand that a lot of people have made decisions based on color in the past, but I, I want to get past that. I want to not make decisions on color. I would think that that would be the best way to sort of get beyond this because then we you don't have this backlash ping pong uh, thing going, well, you know, he got more than I got because of his skin color. Well, he got more than I got because of his skin color. And then it goes right. back and forth and it only builds the animosity. It doesn't decrease it. Yeah, that's, that's what my uh, government is sort
1: of the, the magnifying glass for problems. Yes, it, it it takes a close look, but it makes them bigger. Where the problem was discrimination against someone's color or or someone's gender. So what did the government do? They increased the discrimination against a gender or a color by offering certain incentives or decentives based right. on right. Yeah, gender then, and color. Yeah,
2: there's no doubt that uh, hostility between you know whatever uh, manufactured. Uh, ethnicity and and race uh, whatever group constituents are is decreasing over time i mean like maybe a couple hundred years ago there was uh, there were more lynchings or more this or more that more but today i mean like many of us probably don't know of somebody that that has happened to or have seen like graffiti that's racist or things like that i mean people uh the more we connect and the more we view each other you know as individuals and come to respect each other the less we're going to view it as an us versus them and these are these are uh, categories that the government creates and helps perpetuate through these programs.
1: Right. And and then let's look at also at our, our incarceration rates of certain individuals with certain traits. You know, it's the whole, uh, the government's like, oh, we want to make sure that no one discriminates, but yet our prisons are full of 70% of people who have a darker skin tone than, than other people. You know, it's just ludicrous to say the government isn't, you know, perpetuating this problem and isn't instigating it. No, no, they can't solve problems. They just make
0: problems worse. And over you know, the over the whole board. The only way we're gonna get past this this whole making decisions based on race is with love and respect and people and the only way you can have that is if people are treated equally. When you treat them in an unequal fashion, then people don't feel that way. I you know I worked uh, I worked for uh, many years with at the uh, staff canteen while I was in prison which meant that I got to deal with the staff on a regular basis understood their problems understood the things they complained about and they complained incessantly and constantly about the sort of unfair way that people were uh, promoted you know oh she got the sergeant stripes because she's a woman he got the sergeant stripe because he's black she got the sergeant stripes because she's a woman and she's black I mean, you know, it just uh, it just would go on and on. And you could see that there was a pattern to the, the way people were promoted. There's no doubt in, in anyone's sure. mind that that was the case. Government thrives on dividing us as people. And, and at the end of the day, if we quit looking
2: to them to lead our lives and we, we form connections with each other and build real communities, you know, we don't need, we don't need that. We don't need their arbitrary authority. Free Talk Live.
0: Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line. 855-450-FREE. It's Mark. Pete. And JJ. Bringing you the live Thursday edition of Free Talk Live. We are going through the six reasons to keep your nose out of the government trough. And this is aimed mostly at business owners, not sort of uh, people that might be getting government help in some other way, shape, or form. But this is some guy, one guy talking about his experiences getting government contracts and why he just decided it wasn't worth it. Um, there are six points here. If you'd like to hear the, uh, the previous four that you can listen to the podcast tonight, It'll, it should be available at about a few hours at freetalklive.com. Number five: cash killers. The government hands out contracts slowly and on a schedule that is typically governed by political not economic agendas. This long and painful approval process means you often get strung out for months and sometimes even years waiting to hear on a contract. This happened to a friend of mine. He was uh, you know, involved in trying to get a government contract and they needed to meet certain criteria. It took him several months to find out what the criteria were that he didn't meet and that he was going to take him a couple of years working for somebody who did have the criteria in order to then have the criteria. I, you know, I, I couldn't even tell you what, the, what all of it was, but it, it's something that's still going on. Once we waited for the official word on a government contract for three months... Our day-to-day point person in the government department assured us that we were approved and that all they needed was a rubber stamp from above. Finally, after three months and after employing the team we needed to fulfill the contract, we were told the deal was canceled. No explanation was given other than that the contract had become a political hot potato. So, I mean, imagine what it's like for your business if you hire some people on so that you can be ready to do a a contract that's going to start in the very near future. Because you need to get your team ready, you know, be operating like a well-oiled machine so that you can function the way you're supposed to. And then it turns – you keep them for three months and it turns out the well, – oh, yeah, we don't want that. And then off they go. If, you, if you're dealing with a real customer, likely there's been some kind of bonding or uh, some kind of deposit put down.
1: Exactly. There's probably not – it's not a situation where you've received no money. Uh, if private business is dealing with other private businesses – they They generally know they're not going to spend any money or capital until they've gotten some money, even if it's only ten uh, percent of the contract Something. you know there's some startup cost that's agreed upon, and a business is like i'm not going to start one single thing until I know you're going to pay me for it, yep." But there's, when you're dealing with the government and you're looking at these meaty contracts, and, right?
0: And there's more on the back end, but there's nothing on the front end. Exactly. And you know, when, when people are dealing with other people, they want they want money for good faith.
2: Yeah, I've even heard of nonprofits uh, choosing not to take government grants. Uh, the nonprofits that help, you know, uh, let's say battered women, for example, uh, not taking big lump sum government grants because, like you said, it can vary quite a bit from year to
0: year, and that uh, it affects the uh, programs that they can have. And not? I mean, still they're they're also not allowed so to bank the money, as I understand hmm. stand it. I mean, I know the government agencies. Uh, we've heard this story over and over again that the end of the budget year. They'll buy all kinds of things that they wouldn't right, necessarily right. have bought to get rid of whatever's left in the budget, so that they'll get that you know allocated that same amount of money and hopefully a little more the next year. Right. Because if they don't spend enough money, if they don't buy a whole new office furniture for everybody or whatever that they may or may have bought last year too, if they don't do the same thing, uh, you know, spend all that money, then they won't get the budget next year. And they always want bigger budgets. Who doesn't want a bigger budget? Right. Right. Reminds me of the clip in uh, the movie Falling Down. Though it's not a, a business, it was a
2: a, a government uh, road monopoly, I guess. But uh, you know, spending the money and fixing a road that didn't need to be fixed at the time, and and the uh, main character took issue with that.
0: Yeah. Six uh, number six commoditization. Most contracts are handed out through a competitive bid process. Responding to competitive bids or requests for proposals is entrepreneurial suicide. It. Um, Genericizes your company Basically you'll be forced to offer a commodity product Or service where the most important Decision making criteria for a customer Is price and optics After a year at the trough We stopped chasing government work We started to compete again in the real world Based on things like the quality of our service Not the political desirability of our company we became a sharper and more market-focused fo- company, and in the end, we built a much more valuable and durable business. And so many com- companies, you know, do business with the government, and I'm sure they can all understand what it's like having done this. And many of them feel, hey, well, you know, we got to do it, or, or whatever. And I, I understand. These are just some. These are just the statements of one guy and his uh, his quest to make his business the best it can be. When you consider. What um, uh, how many people work for the government and then how many be- people work for companies that work for the government? I've heard the number is above 50 percent of American working Americans work for the government. If you consider that people that are working for companies uh, working for the government. Well, for the
1: Yeah. Members. When you look at their budget and how much money they're spending, when you're spending trillions of dollars you're definitely going to have to employ a lot of people to spread that money out and pay and, and basically buy
2: all those products or just spend it on a lot of bombs and then blow them up on people that aren't deserving of, you
0: know, i wouldn't say anybody's deserving of but well um, you, you know, know i mean that's and that's what do. that's what the contractors you know to some extent even the military is getting contracted out you know you know i mean it's uh, how many of these the guys over there that are holding the weapons in iraq and afghanistan are contractors we've heard that the numbers are incredible Barack Obama spoke out against this idea when he was campaigning. He thought felt that you know the military work should be done by military men at extraordinarily low pay and uh you know to have good old mommy government taking care of them i you know but the evidence isn't there that he's gotten rid of this stuff right at the same time that's those sorts of uh companies are
2: you know not only doing a lot of harm to the folks on the ground there and and also you know distorting the economy here but they're um for for some people that uh, maybe don't haven't been exposed to like I guess free market principles uh, they they think that that is what happens when you have free markets that there are these big companies that go around and and do the bidding of the government and that's that's not. That's not you know free markets. That's rent seeking. That's these companies budding up and, and finding that it's more competitive to lobby the government for favors instead of actually competing and producing something that people want to buy voluntarily.
0: People call it all di- kinds of different stuff: mercantilism, mm-hmm. corporatism, right. uh, crony capitalism, yep. all these things where the government is in fact this agency that of, of monopoly that hands out licenses, um, and permits, and you know makes is a kingmaker when it comes to businesses. Whereas you know that's not what they call free market right, capitalism right. i understand people don't like the word capitalism i think it's a sullied word when it when it comes down to it but you know free markets often get lumped in with capitalism i think that uh, you know in a world of free markets you can have things like communes so if you're a communist have a commune have your own commune i don't think anybody should tax you on your land you should be able to work with your friends to to grow you know seven grain breads and do you know sit out by the campfire at night whatever you sure. want to do sweet have a great time, uh, you know. With those grains, you can make yourself some beer and have a really great time out in front of the campfire. I think at the same time that people that want to buy, sell, and trade, produce things, they should be able to do that. That they should be able to keep the fruit of their labor, right? And to take it from them, whether they're rich or poor, is stealing. Yeah, agreed. I mean, right exactly. now, government
2: claims a legitimate right to steal from people and uh, distribute it to who they want. I mean, at the there's for someone with a badge or someone who works at an agency the IRS or wherever to, to do things that are wrong for me or you to do is still wrong it doesn't make it morally right or it doesn't uh you know and part make, of how they make it efficient for part them of how so. they
1: sell this idea is is also doing a service for the country you know that that whole uh that whole phrase they use—you're you're helping our country. You're providing a service. You're helping you know.
0: the bureaucrats, well, and the politicians. Right.
1: When you were talking about how the the soldiers would get paid a pittance and and sent off to war and whatnot, because they were doing a service for our country, they 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 were so, they were sold the idea that this service incru- included sacrificing what wages they could have made made in a uh, you know a private endeavor or or the private market or a private workspace. So.
0: All for what? Some college, and supposedly you'll get girls. Well, no, not even that.
1: Back in the day, it was more just about the idea of the flag. I mean, it was pure it's unadulterated true. jingoism, nationalism. I mean, it was just that's all we got. You know, <laughs> our country needs you, so come to fight for war
2: right. and no pay. Nationalism yep. just leads to us versus them mentalities, and it and it it is scapegoats the strangers you know and it makes you look at them as as subhuman and
0: people that live on other sides of arbitrary lines that have been drawn by politicians right. right free talk live do you want to take back control of your own money then take a look at bitcoin Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous internet currency, and it's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Learn more about Bitcoins at WeUseCoins.org. That's WeUseCoins.org. Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-FREE or 3733, depending on whether you got one of them phones that has letters on it or or whatever. If you found out that all the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes, would you want to join them? It's happening, and you could be part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. We're all movers here for the Free State project and I best best decision I made in my life. Yeah, I feel pretty happy with it. Awesome community here. freestateproject.org. Well, uh JJ, uh, tell me tell me something about freetalklive.com.
1: Oh, at freetalklive.com you'll find the shrine of female listeners proving that not just men listen to this show but as well females and many of them are very intelligent and great conversationalists. But there you can find pictures Of validated amplifiers as well as validated uh, listeners. And um, ladies, you can feel free to send in your picture. It's not a a beauty contest. It's just a uh, a way of uh, maybe networking or... You're getting, getting your name out there. Who knows? Just because you like Free Talk Live. That's the reason. How does
2: this, <laughs> how does this
0: validation process work? It's all you have to do is prove that you're, lis- that you're a listener of Free Talk Live by having something that says Free Talk Live or shows Free Talk Live in some way, shape, or form. Um, that's the validation process. Okay. So rather than somebody taking a picture that they found online of uh, some chick someplace Uh, this is you know some chick someplace with a free talk live bumper sticker or something right and and there's also video
1: validations as well so uh if you feel uh creative 21st century
0: that's right actually we're doing that let's go to kurt in michigan kurt what's on your mind
5: gentlemen gentlemen, how are you tonight
0: all's well Doing doing well kurt how you doing buddy
5: Oh, doing very well. Hey, Pete, how are those cameras working out for you guys?
2: Excellent. I appreciate it, man. I took some video on uh, my recent two two-week break from the uh, Shire here and uh, of the trip and some folks that I that I ran into. So, I appreciate it, man. And Today actually when we uh a when was in court, we had some uh, interaction with some of the folks up there in Manchester wearing badges.
0: So, uh,
5: then, Now, you know they're 720p. Are they giving you some good high-def yeah. pictures? God, yeah, that's, Kirk, that's get to your
0: call. <laughs>
5: <laughs> anyway, um I'd like to talk about voting. Okay. Um, now, I know you have this cruise coming up, Mark, uh, yes. and you're going to defend voting. And in speaking about this with Stephanie a couple Sundays ago, you had mentioned that you had never, not heard an argument yet. Persuasive enough. Well, I remember about five months after the last time I called and talked about voting, voting came up again between you and Ian. And you actually referenced my call from, it had to have been five months earlier. And I asked you two questions, and I'd like to – and I actually added a, added a third one. But if I could ask all three of these, at once, you will see how they all work together. Okay. So the first question is, under what circumstance can you choose a leader for somebody else and still remain within a framework of liberty?
0: Under what circumstance the can – second question. Okay. Uh,
5: under what circumstance can you choose a leader for somebody else and still remain within a framework of liberty?
0: That's the first, yep. Yeah.
5: The second is the, the companion question, under what circumstance can you choose how somebody else's money is spent and remain within the framework of liberty? And my new, my new question, uh, the third one is, can you name anything other than those two things that are that is actually done at the voting booth?
0: Well, I think that the at, at the voting booth one chooses uh, whether or not one is going to vote in many cases for, for sort of referendum situations. So one is choosing not um, necessarily how one's money is spent but whether one's money is is spent. And I think that that is a way to choose uh, for liberty. One of the things that uh, you, you like to, to point out is that um, that you believe voting to be immoral. And this is the one of the planks that are out there. Like you can say that to me, you can say that voting is ineffective you can say that voting is a waste of one's time you can say that voting is a choice between two jerks Um, and all these things i'm okay fine i'll give you all those points but to say that it's immoral i don't think um, holds water and here's the reason here's the here's the condition under which um, i would say that it is a a immoral way to choose my leader kurt when the other person that may be chosen is going to be a really, really bad choice, and is going to steal more of my money. So the to
5: uh, becomes the moral choice.
0: Uh, yeah, I think that I think that when you have, because because here's the reason you don't actually, you know, we're going to have a president in 2012, right, Kurt? Well,
5: be that
0: as it may. Well, uh, I'm just saying. So by not, so you're saying that. So what you're conceding is not, that you're going to make a choice by not making a choice. No. Is that what you're conceding? You the, could the ignore point, them the altogether.
5: The point I'm making is that by the time you walk into that voting booth, you've already said, by doing that, that I do have the right to choose over for somebody else. And I do have a right to spend their money, even if my choice is to not spend it at all.
0: I don't think that that's... Uh, but, well, yes, that
5: I have the right to make. I have the right to Would choose... You know?
0: That I don't have my money, uh, spent. And if my neighbors and friends, I think that I have the right to, to try to prevent somebody from choosing to spend their money without their consent. I think that that's a, that's entirely a legitimate, um, use of one's vote.
5: But if your side wins, it covers everybody, even though people who want their money spent. They can,
0: no, no, those people so can just... spend their money all they want, Kurt. If they want to build a road, they can go out and build a road. I've done nothing to stop them.
5: I, I wish I wish that was we lived in a society within which you could actually do that, but you, can, you can't just go out and build. A you road. can
0: go out and buy property and build roads if that's what you want to do. Mostly, you can do Man. that. It's just such a financially prohibitive action that people don't do it. Well, I mean, that maybe because
5: you need interaction with others to help pay for. Right, it,
2: right. it may be the that's scene what and the unseen. Right, it may be the scene and you unseen. You can't and, have
5: the interaction with others. I don't know what you're talking about. Today. You
0: can't buy ground and put concrete on it.
5: Yes, but in order to make it financially viable, you need to have interaction with others so that pays for itself. Sure, I mean, if you're a millionaire and you want to go build yourself a race course where only you and your Ferraris drive on it, have at it. But in order for somebody who wants to make a business out of building roads to make it financially viable, they have to have someone to use those roads.
0: Sure, and those people That's can— That's not going to happen in this they, country. If they build a significantly better road, um, they can do a variety of different things, Kurt. They could put advertisement and billboards up on their road and then make that road— I
5: understand, e- I and then, understand how it would work, and I, and I know it would work better.
0: Right I mean, what we, we
5: see today what time. we see today we is,
2: don't, but that doesn't mean you can't do it, yeah, what we see today though i mean it it is more difficult to do because the state claims a monopoly in doing a lot of these things it is and difficult and just no like doubt. just like i mean in the past a hundred years ago. Uh, what, 90% of people or so belong to these mutual aid societies to sure. help each other out yep. in times of need. And today, a lot of people don't because the government says, hey, we'll take care of you from cradle to grave. And they steal money from people, well, and they do a and, poor job of it. And the know. same thing applies to roads. There's no like If the government didn't say, we'll provide the roads, then uh, people would, say, maybe pool their money to build roads. Or there would be capital investors to say, hey, I could get a good return. This guy, Kurt, has a I'm, good idea.
5: I'm, I'm sure there would be. I'm sure there would right. be, but it has been taken over as a monopoly right. in this society. But I don't know how we got from voting to roads <laughs> anyway. Well, I, my, I mentioned. My issue, my issue is that when when you walk into a voting booth, you're walking in there with the idea that you do have the right to make those decisions for people.
0: I have the right even if to make. Even
5: if, even, if your right is, even if your decision is the, best, the lesser of two evils or even the right decision, just to, to take that right to make that decision. I believe to
2: be wrong
0: uh, how could it possibly be wrong to say no it's not okay to take my money
2: I mean the system itself legitimizes force what if me and
0: my friends said don't know voting legitimizes force how does it do that because it legitimizes the system I don't think it does free talk live Free Talk Live, 855 855-450-3. 450 That's 855-450-3733. It's the Sakel toll-free call-in line. If you're a cigarette smoker, I was too for many years, you know that they're going to kill you at some point. There's a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save well, about $120 a month. It tastes better. No more ashtray mouth. There's no smell, no secondhand smoke. There's no smoke at all. You can use them just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders over $60 and a free starter kit with a purchase of 40 cartomizers. So go there to vaporsmiths.com, buy 40 cartomizers, You'll get free shipping and a free starter kit with coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in free talk live. You can call 855 to get vapor or go to vaporsmiths.com, 855 to get vapor and the the old standby on free talk live of whether voting is immoral has come up again and it's it's always interesting different people uh, di- disagree on on the show as to whether or not this is this is the case and uh Pete you what you said before the break was if you would repeat it for me essentially i said uh, voting grants legitimacy to the system and i've heard this before and i would i'm going to counter that with a statement that i you know maybe you've heard before i'm not sure Is that throughout the course of human events here in the uh, United States of America, we've held many elections, and many of those elections on a local and state levels are often uh, poorly attended. Sometimes when you're talking about local elections, you're talking about, you know, numbers as low as 10%, 5% three percent of people show up to these elections and i don't think people ask themselves if in you know in the case of a a, a municipal election where three percent of the voters show up and of those three percent probably most of them don't know what they're doing at the polls anyway or at least a portion of them probably the, the a number of them that decide who's who they're voting for you know there's usually that little little amount in the middle the five or ten percent of the people in the middle that make the decision as to who's going to be mayor or whatever nobody says well the mayor is not legitimate because only three percent of the people voted for him i mean 97 percent of the people voted no thanks to either one of the mayors but nobody says that the mayor is not legitimate so how is voting legitimized how does it legitimize the system i mean think about like
2: step back from our culture our society and think about it as let's say uh Somebody looking throughout history, looking from another world, whatever, like, and, and looking at the system uh, that we're born into. And the fact that we're, we happen to be born in this, uh, under what I would say, you know, it's a violent a system based on violence, doesn't mean that they have any legitimacy. Doesn't, uh, the fact that, that these people that have the guns and that are trying to control our lives, restrict and deny us choices, uh, they don't have any legitimacy over us uh, just because they claim it any more than if I said I have legitimacy over you. I concur with over you. you. So. Uh, for to partake in an election, uh, of a system that of a, in in a structure that they set forth, therefore grants them legitimacy. Because I mean, otherwise, like myself and let's say let's say you were we were born in the same neighborhood, and me and the rest of the neighbors get together and say, hey, you have a you have to vote, uh, you can vote in this election, and the choices are either we're gonna kill you or you have to pay us ten thousand dollars, chop your leg off, right? right. <laughs> and and that doesn't mean that. Uh, by you, by you participating in the in the election, you're you're therefore denoting that we do have some authority over you because you have to you have to play by the rules that we set forth. And at the end of the day, I mean, the mayor situation. Let's say somebody gets elected mayor, or so, or they pass some uh, arbitrary legislation. You know, it's not law; it's legislation. It's man made. It's 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 you know uh, arbitrary. So. Um, at the end of the day, uh, you have the right to ignore what they what they pass. You don't have to abide by it. And I would ask that people don't abide by things that are that they find immoral or that they that are inefficient. And you know, through the system, I mean, there's an S- excellent essay. Just Google the right to ignore the state. And I think, you know, this is the idea that you know, ideas have consequences, and one mind at a time. We're not going to the state is not going to dissolve overnight through an election, but it's it's going to uh, cease having legitimacy one mind at a time when each of us stop uh, ceases acts on our belief that these people with badges, these people that are trying to intimidate us, don't have any authority over us. They don't deserve any extra rights. And and they're and if they initiate force on somebody else, they're just as much of criminals as as are any anybody else. So to, to- I think
1: part of what Pete's saying is sort of that it, it it sort of lends itself to the credibility of the illusion that the state is actually there and the state is actually something other than uh, an armed group of thugs. And words on paper.
0: I understand. I certainly have a rebut, but uh, this is the, the show about your calls. So uh, <laughs> let's go to Travis in Miami. Hey, what's going on? What's happening? Um, <clears throat>
5: yeah, I was... How are you doing? What's up, I Travis? Was, um, I, I agree with Pete 100% on the non-voting. We made did something like a... Uh, That's democracy. Down here passing
0: out. <laughs> I vote for passing
5: Pete. I think the same voting is violence. But... Um, Uh, Sometimes I feel tempted to vote just because if, if there was someone who could instantly stop the wars, you know, save people from getting hurt, that would, I don't know, if it could work, I would like to do that sometimes, but I still overall just disagree.
0: You know, I, I tend to – I I see that this portion makes perfectly good sense to me, that the politics trap is out there and that in certain places that one can uh, get mired in the the whole process of politics and waste one's time. For instance, Ian will often tell the stories about his uh, his adventures in the, the Libertarian Party and just hoping against hope that they could finally get a Libertarian elected into the Florida State House or whatever it is. He was a campaign manager and that kind of thing. And, you know – People don't know what else to do, so they'll do stuff like this. I, you know, I see that as being true. But Pete, there's it. The idea that, um, you know, t- to me, the idea that uh, voting legitimizes the government doesn't going to. Court legitimize the government. It does. Yes, I agree. And I've had this internal struggle every time
2: I go. So, and I, I mean, at one point, maybe you know, I'll stop going. But right now, I use it as a um, an outreach. Mechanism. I look. I view going to court as a defensive thing. I go. I view, I view voting as a defensive I view, thing. Well, let's let's talk. Let's look at voting and let's say, hey, let's are we either going to have a ten percent or five percent increase in taxes this year? And so you say, I'm going to five percent because it's less, and I want to protect more of the money, I earn But you're still saying these people have a right to your money. Or even I don't tax think I decrease. am saying
0: that necessarily. And it's not like you really get the choice of that you generally get to choose between one bureaucrat and the other um and, and mostly when i think about voting i think about it on the municipal level or on the state level i don't bother I, I i know what math is like and i don't think that uh you know when you're talking about voting for president or whatever maybe in the primaries but when you're talking about vote, casting a vote for uh, the president you're talking about a statistically insignificant I mean, act. If, if you want to vote in a
2: voluntary association that you join that's 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 great but to to say that uh voting for a uh, forced upon you structure that's based
0: on violence doesn't legitimize the system. I think is, is completely flawed. I don't. Well, I, I don't think it legitimizes the system because, um, I, you know, not voting for it seems to have the same effect as voting for it. We've got 250 years. What happens if everyone? More than that of, of precedent behind not voting and it still hasn't worked. It is a completely uh, flawed idea. Now, I'm fine with people freeing their mind from the state. I'm for that. But I think you can vote. And free your mind from the state. Because I agree with everything that you said except the whole part about voting. There are a lot of people that agree with none of what you said, but, but don't
2: vote. Politicians don't care if you say, hey, pay- taxes are immoral. They don't care if you say that. But if you stop paying them, then they care. So this is an action thing. It's, it's you're saying, hey, I, I think the system is, is violent, but I'm still going to vote. They still then uh, have this perception of authority over it, and people that have not yet concluded that, that they are immoral. Travis?
5: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, again, I agree. Voting,
1: okay. I, voting still does. It. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, hey, no, okay Rob, Travis. Let me, let me just, uh yeah, Mark. One, one little thing. We talked a little bit about. Uh, we talked a little Thanks. bit about the. Thanks, uh, yeah, the numbers of people that vote. Now, now, like if. Congress, let's say. The Congress critters. Yes, the Congress critters uh, there on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. If they were going to go to vote on spending money to go kill people, right? Uh They need need a certain quorum, right? A certain number of their critters need to be there in order for this vote to be official. Right. Right. But we can elect someone with 3% of the population voting.
0: Don't you think that's flawed? Because I think, oh, I, the, JJ, you, you're not going to have right. me arguing that the system is legitimate. I that, there's no way for me well, to do well, that.
1: Let me let me extrapolate that okay. out. Then okay, if, if if these Congress critters we're going to vote for are going to go and vote for war, I think I think we ought to have a quorum of the populace voting for them
0: as far as i'm concerned um, to legitimize that that that, that makes sense if if you can't if you can't get a majority of the population not a majority of the voters but a majority of the population population, then you can't really call them democratically elected that's right And, and i'm saying that that would make them legitimate just they're not democratically elected free talk live Free Talk Live, 855 450 free. That's the SACL toll free call in line, 855 450 3733. JJ, tell me about FreeTalkLive.com. FreeTalkLive.com has a lot of things for
1: you to go and check out. Check out the archives, the MP3 archives going back to 2006, totally free. So other sites might charge you for this content, but not Free Talk Live. There you can get it all for free, all the way back to 2006.
0: And. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. They know that your business is important to you, that your customers are important to your business, and they treat your customers with respect when they handle your accounts receivable issues. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one at the right-hand side of the page. It is SACL CAI. So we've been on this voting topic here a little bit. Let's go to Nick in Illinois. Nick?
6: Hello. Uh, Pete and JJ, you've stated multiple times now that people shouldn't vote because voting legitimizes the state. Or to be more specific, you believe that voting lends an illusion of legitimacy. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Maybe Pete said this. Maybe Pete said this, but I haven't said that much.
6: Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, So Pete has said that voting lends an illusion of legitimacy to the state,
2: correct? Correct. To the idea, the bad idea. I mean, the state is just a great fiction. It doesn't exist. Yeah. a story.
6: Well, yeah, but... What I would argue is that uh, convincing people to stop voting is worth nothing if you don't convince them that their voting does not uh, lend legitimacy. You need to disconnect the idea that voting lends legitimacy to the state. And that is a huge key difference because if you simply tell people not to vote, you're still buying into the frame that voting actually does lend legitimacy. They might stop voting thinking that whatever they would have voted for would have been legitimate if they had voted for it. It's more important to convince people that voting does not lend legitimacy. And I think that will, in fact, bring about the end of the state faster.
0: So um, what's the action plan here? I'm not sure I entirely understand, Nick.
6: It's, it's simply that uh, people, like, rather than going around telling people you shouldn't vote, it's better to convince them that voting does not mean that the person they voted for has any right to aggress
2: against people. I believe right. that. I, mean, I can agree with that. That's a good point. There are
1: certain
0: individuals who want to vote for someone who is going to aggress against people. That's, that much is absolutely true. And you need to teach them the ideas of liberty. And the, and this is, I think, what it all boils down to is this harping on voting or not voting, I think, is largely pointless because most of the time voting doesn't matter. Right. You're not the deciding vote I, in the circumstance. My, my metaphor for but voting I would it, take this, is very I simple. I
6: would take this a step further. And say that the only way to effectively communicate that you believe that voting doesn't legitimize the state is by continuing to live free and ignore the state, even as you vote in people who will hopefully reduce the size of the state. Because that way, you know, your, your actions are matching your words, You're voting, while still not acknowledging that the person you voted for, if they get in, has any legitimacy to aggress against you. The only thing they have legitimacy to do... Is what they would have legitimacy to do right, anyway. But, which
2: is but not Nick, I, thing. I see where you're coming from. But let's take that to uh, the extreme. And let's say everybody agreed with you that the state, that we should ignore the state, but they continue to vote. Then the state continues to exist and people continue to get stolen
0: from. Not if well, they, no, if they, if ignore they ignored
6: the state, they wouldn't pay their taxes. But and he, then the state wouldn't
0: exist you know that um that there have been elections situations where nobody has voted in a municipal election in a, a few circumstances and they'll either a hold another election or b they'll appoint somebody to the position oh, they'll have and vacant the, offices office, uh, I, there, there are vacant offices but they're usually not offices of import you're talking about you know keeper of the checklist or something like that and the guy who did it last year i'll just hold I on mean, to it at the
2: end of the day i think nick's right we need to focus on the, the principles behind this i agree with and, that and you know ignoring a state to such an extent that who cares who running for office who cares what some talking head said last night on some show let's just live our lives let's treat each other as we want to be treated and let's you know th- that's it let's right. have a, f- a free and prosperous society that way yeah, Nick, if thanks. we got
6: to the point where people uh, where people really were able to ignore the state because it wasn't powerful enough to aggress against each other then voting wouldn't matter anyway
0: I, I, it might have well, been the the central state of uh, the federal government, but there's always been uh, you know aggressive municipal governments. I mean, just listening to, just I'm, I'm listening to "Conceived in Liberty" by Murray Rothbard right or, now. Uh, and, the courtside governments in Arizona—that story you guys covered—that's uh, that, crazy. It's yeah. crazy stuff. What's going on in Quartzite, Arizona? Um, you know, so if it's not the federal government that's coming after you, but a municipal or state government, right, but and, it's
2: not it's not the government. It's not this big, massive, monolithic state. It's individuals who believe right. they have the right to use force against you, based Based on a piece of paper or a, a badge on their chest, and sure. at the end of the day, they have brothers, they have family, they have friends. We need to get through these people and tell them it's not right to initiate
0: force. I agree with that much. I mean that this is this is where the battle is fought. It's not fought, in fact, in the uh, voting booth. Although you can have some, you can have some sort of strategic, uh, you know, victories in the meantime, like they have in the, the Free State Project, where many. Liberty-loving individuals have gotten into the uh, the government. But while we're communicating these ideas, it gives an opportunity to say, well, look, if they cut out, I don't know, some program, state program or whatever, and then private programs take over in its place, you say, look, this can work. And th- that's, you know, that's my idea is that uh, you know, th- these things work together. Nick, thanks for the call. Let's go to David in Keene. David?
7: Oh, am I on. You're on. Okay, I was going to say, I think voting, you have more chance to get personal freedoms by voting than not by voting, because, I don't know. I it's more effective?
0: Way. Is that what you're saying?
7: I'm saying that um, you can, you can by voting, it seems to me, have a vote against intrusion into your life and vote against jail. Je- getting
0: jailed for certain things. Can't you? Well, you, you, you certainly vote for candidates well, that would uh, hopefully yeah, represent but, that.
1: Yeah, but you look at the candidates that typically run for office anywhere, and they really just say what they need to say in order to get elected, and then do whatever they want to do. There's no accountability once you you've voted. It's like, voting is sort of like, well, I'm going to write a blank check today, and I'm going to give this blank check to someone, and I really hope they spend it well, but it turns out well, everyone you gave your blank check to is a meth head, and they go and buy a bunch of mess and do crazy stuff. It's like, yeah. It's, it's, and, and it's sort of like voting is, is like the state lottery where you, you're constantly – sure, there are winners occasionally where people get what they voted for, or get what they wanted through voting. But most of the people who play the lottery are losers. Most of the people who play lottery their whole life don't win anything but yet they sit there day after day buying their ticket for their their seven you know number pick ticket with the power power number and and whatever it's got going on and they never win but yet every day they go out and pull that lever for that ticket hoping that today's the day and that's exactly like voting that's exactly like walking into the booth pulling that lever and hoping that this guy doesn't screw it up like the last guy right. did right being
2: involved in the political process the incentive of government is to grow there's no check on it it's a, it's a it's an illusion so to continue to think hey this next guy or this next girl is going to going to scale the state back is false. I mean, look at look at the size and scope of the state today. I mean, does a piece of paper, the Constitution constrain it. No, there's no way. I mean, throughout but what history, what about people it,
0: like Ron Paul? I mean, you know that this guy he, has consistently, over the course of what 12 terms as a U.S. representative, has been pretty consistent on fro- pro freedom issues. And They're, what has he gotten done? He ha- but, but that wasn't that wasn't the statement that Pete let's made. Say, I say, understand. Uh, what well, has he done say, though? Let's
2: say we have a whole Congress filled with Ron Pauls and and like minded people. Then what do we have? We still a have much smaller state. Sure, we do. But it's still is it an institution that rests on violence that steals money from people that, and he wants to have border checkpoints, he or border control, he wants to uh, do all do some other things. His, that, that his can, message that re- has
0: changed from the 2008 message, and I agree that his 2008 message was not good on immigration. I'm with you, um, but I, I think that he has listened to his constituent. His message has changed in 20 years too. He's still taking a paycheck that's stolen from people. I'll just say that, and that's not right. Uh, you know, but his time is worth something,
2: and the time so he can take people can. And pay him to go out and educate and be an orator if that 's and I think he's a
0: great he's been more effective. Regard in being a politician. I mean, take a look at what he did in 2008 as far as the Libertarian So he's great went. to you. So maybe a,
2: a Michelle Bachman may be great to somebody else. That much a, is true. Or a Nancy Pelosi may be great to somebody Certainly. else. Certainly. But Obama. those people simply need people to be do. educated they're, they're about, about the ideas violence.
0: of freedom. That doesn't really have anything to do but, with voting. But we should not have a duty to educate these people who want to control our lives. Uh, agreed. Agreed. But they I have mean, no right to the, steal our money. It's the reality of life. It's, I mean,
2: it's, I mean a, it's, it's sad. Ignore these people. They have no right to your money. They have no right to control your they life. won't ignore no. you. See, the reality
1: well, that you keep talking about is a fictional reality. It only just
0: because you think you have If I choose to them. not to pay my property taxes, yes. it's not a fiction that they're going to take like they did my property a away from me. Like What's
1: they did for Jay Noon. Jay Noon. That's Dunno right. Has.
0: Well, they haven't you're, done it yet. Again, don't jump to conclusions. Don't hang your hat on what's going on with Jay Noon because you don't know what's oh, no, going to happen. But
2: somebody has to be the first to step up and say no, and eventually they're going to embolden other people, and we're going to grow as a community, and we're going to and we're going to stand together against these people who use threat who use threats to scare to scare folks. What if, uh, about
7: this? Can I say? What about what about supposing like? Some free, oh, we're
0: go, go right ahead. Make quick, quick, quick. I was going to
7: say, suppose some free staters got in there, and, like in this state, and then they like dismantled government or something, and then just said, well, we have no government now, let's leave. No, that's like...
0: Free talk live. Talk Live, eight eight 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL toll-free call-in line, 855-450-3733. It's Mark with you. Pete. And JJ. And we've been talking about all kinds of different things, but voting has seems to have been the, uh, the big topic uh, recently. Let's go to Robert in New Jersey. Robert. How you doing, guys? Everything's fine. Doing good. well, thanks.
8: Good, um... I just wanted to chime in on the uh the voting issue. Um I uh I used to be, you know, uh pretty much apolitical. I didn't really care about the political process at all. Um and I, because I just feel felt like, you know, like you guys are saying, like it doesn't really affect you, like your vote doesn't doesn't mean anything. Um and, and, and then I heard Ron Paul speak and Ron Paul actually, you know, he, 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 he got my attention, you know, speaking about, you know, personal uh Personal liberty and freedom, and personal responsibility, and everything, and you know, he kind of it kind of woke me up a little bit. Not, uh, you know, for, for, for a while there, I, I went into, you know, I was doing the campaigning for Ron Paul and voting and and all that, and you know, I, I ended up uh, what I would consider evolving from the Ron Paul message message. And, and, you know, now, now I believe in, you know, I'm, I'm basically, I consider myself a voluntarist. So, you know, I, I believe that we don't need government at all. Um, however, I, I do still vote and support Ron Paul, um, only because it, it, it was Ron Paul's message that, that, that introduced me to those ideas and got me involved. Um, and, and like I said, I ended up evolving from that point on, but it was him that initially piqued my interest and got me involved in everything. So I, I figure if, if you know, Ron Paul got to the position where he was because his constituents voted for him and got him in Congress, you know, 12 times or whatever it is, um, and, and and if people didn't vote for him, then, then he wouldn't have that national, that national stage to speak on. And I think it's good for him to get that message out to people, even though I don't agree with everything... That that all of his issues, I think, just just the message of of individual freedom and liberty and individual responsibility is is important to. I, I look at, I look at Ron Paul as a stepping stone, and and that's that's why I continue to to vote and vote for him and support him.
2: Yeah, Robert, that's a good point. I mean, and to be honest, I uh, you know I uh, in '07 I was uh, went to a couple Ron Paul meetups when I lived in Northern Virginia. I did not uh, vote for him that year. I, I, I didn't vote that year, but uh, and I hear what you're saying. Uh, but at the same time, like I look at it as an allocation of time. You have a opportunity cost, and you have a, if you have an hour, you have ten hours, you know, and you allocate it to somebody who's advocating a message that's based that's on, on the Constitution rather than uh, striking the root or or a voluntarist message. You know, you're not those people. Are not being exposed to the more uh, what I would say is a consistent, uh, complete liberty message. So, but those people do come along.
0: I mean, uh, Roberts some of here them. saying that, right. that they do. I that agree. In often cases, you know, i JJ. Is this not true for you? Were you not a Ron Paul I supporter and not a voluntarist?
1: A, yeah, not only. Well, I I kind of woke up to the ideas of liberty because of Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. So, and he connected me with Free Talk Live, which connected me with the Free State Project, which got me here to New Hampshire. So, and yes, I was a Ron Paul meetup organizer for Greater Milwaukee Area during the 2007 campaign, and I was totally fed up with the lack of activists that actually showed up to events. And that's kind of what's caused me to come here, because I was looking for individuals who actually wanted to do more instead of just talking more. Did you find it? And yes, I found it here (laughs) in New Hampshire, Keene, New Hampshire. Yeah. And... uh, I, I agree that Ron Paul is is great at getting the message out there. I think he could do it without the political office. I think he could just go around in the entire year long and yep. do workshops and meetups and no and all that stuff. I think the political office does give him a platform, but it at the gives same,
0: him a darn big platform. I, it,
1: I think it, it it ought to with the uh, the stolen money he's he's getting paid and uh, you know the blood money basically. Uh, I understand what he's. I, I understand what he's. He's for, and really, I, I believe me. I, like I said, I was a meetup organizer for Ron Paul. I really appreciated his message and who he was uh, at one point in my life. And and since I progressed down the path of liberty to what I, I consider the conclusion of the equation, which is anarchy. Yes, anarchist, Yeah, <laughs> it's a terrible word. Yeah, well, I don't care. So don't blah. What? And you know, it, uh, Robert.
8: You know, I, I, I agree with you, as a, and you know, and the point that you make that it's that it's stolen money and and everything like that. But but you know, the, the fact that I, I don't agree with you that he would still have the same the same um, attention if he wasn't in politics. I mean, would he be on CNN every day? Would he be on Fox News every day? Well,
2: I mean, I, we're talking, I highly doubt it, right? But we're talking about the mainstream media. I mean, more and more people are are getting their information from alternative what you know, which are now becoming. Exactly. You know, I mean, if. If we want to uh, point, let's point to the ideal because one day the ideal is going to be the you know that that's going to be the evolution of where we go to. I I would hope, and so let's get there today rather than say, "Oh yeah, here's Ron Paul's message," and then in a year, two years, three years, here's the complete Liberty message. Let's just let's just get that idea out there right now, and let's be effective communicators of these ideas. And for President
0: Robert, thanks for the call. Let's go to Matt in Illinois. Matt,
5: good evening, gentlemen. Hey, I got a couple of uh, points to make about the voting issue, and uh, first off when when uh, Kurt originally called in bringing this up um one of one of the things that he asked is how he phrased his question, he asked how you can do how you can vote for people and still remain under the framework of liberty, so according to that question, he was assuming we're already under the framework of liberty, and I'd like to point out that we're not
1: well, individuals so, are. Individuals like Mark, under
5: under present circumstances, it's 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 okay to vote for people, and and I that's what I would say. Um, The the other point, I'm going to kind of echo Nick here, Nick from Illinois, and I don't think that voting legitimizes the government. I think that the only thing legitimizing any government is the guns that they use, and you guys go through all these. Uh, you made all these uh, examples of, well, if you vote for somebody to, you know, whether to kill somebody or whether to chop off his leg, you know, is is that right? It's moral. Well, none of those things are right and moral, but it's not going to happen unless you have people that are willing to grab that man and drag him away and do the bad things that you're talking about, voting for him. So that is, if you want to use the word, I think legitimacy is is a bad word to use, but that's what's what's giving the the government their power are these people who are willing to enforce these laws that are voted into power,
2: right? I mean, it's a it's a religion. They have, a, I mean, nationalism, patriotism. It's a religion, and they have their faith is the state. and And if you question the state, they have their knee jerk reaction is to think that you're a bad person, you're evil, and anything that that they put on paper and they create is legislation. Even if there's no victim, to person or property, you're all of a sudden you've done something illegal, and you're a bad person. So, I mean, it's 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 a lessening. These people are act because they think they have. You know, the right to do so, and so, so you are right in that capacity, but to say, I think it goes hand-in-hand, hand, I guess. I'll Matt,
0: see. thanks for the call. Let's go to thanks, Vince in Indianapolis. Vince?
5: Hello, Mark, and JJ, and Pete.
0: Hey. How are you? What's up, buddy?
5: So- okay, I'm fine. I wanted to say something, because um, you were mentioning about the United States House of Representatives. What's that? Um, the U- U.S. House of Representatives and the, the voting system, I think. If I'm not mistaken, back in 2008 when the Democrats took over. Okay. But uh, they refused to seat two people that won elections. I think down in Louisiana, both were independent. Really? And they refused. They made them run a special runoff election in December.
0: Hmm. You know this this much is um, sort of another statement that people will make regarding the legitimacy of voting, which is that they don 't follow their own rules and this is absolutely true um, that uh, you know the government doesn 't follow its own rules when it comes to the voting process, and they can in this way manipulate the outcome n- not to mention gerrymandering the way that uh, they're, the voting you know places are and all that stuff. And they, they make it as hard as possible to get any kind of justice out of their, their system. That much is, is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they when you allow someone else to set and interpret
2: the rules, they're only going to do so in favor of themselves.
0: Vince, is that all?
5: Yeah, and I wanted to state one thing, just to lighten up the things a little bit. The state quick, of quick. Ohio is considering putting a bar in the uh, House of Representatives in their uh, government center there.
0: I hope they don't get to vote after they've had a drink. Oh, God. (laughs) Free Talk Live.
3: Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond... TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com.
0: Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. It's the SACL toll-free call-in line. Give us a call. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. We've been going over and over this uh, this voting issue here. M.FreetalkLive.com is your mobile
1: site. Check it out if, with your smartphone, Android, iPhone. Uh, you can check out the, the live stream. You can check out the podcast. Check out M.FreetalkLive.com.
0: And also go to LearnLiberty.org slash FTL and check out Anthony Davies, empirical, um, his, his empirical analysis of markets, whether they're exploitation or empowerment. I think this is an awesome video. It's about eight and a half minutes long, but the, the charts that he uses and the way he explains uh, you know, that markets empower people and that they allow diversity and they allow the poor to rise up and they allow uh, people of different uh, you know, disadvantages to, to, to have freedom in the their lives. He finds that trade positively correlates with wealth creation, jobs, and reduction in child labor. Go check it out at LearnLiberty.org slash FTL. I think this is a great video, and I've watched it actually a couple of times. While you're there, the Learn Liberty Academy link is on the right-hand side of the page. It is an online course for free for people who want uh, continuing education, economics, philosophy, liberty, and rights, there's so much available to you at LearnLiberty.org dot org slash ftl. Let's go to Clyde in Texas. Clyde,
7: hey guys, how are you doing tonight? Doing
0: All's well, well. Doing well thanks.
7: Uh, I listen to a lot of GCN. This is the first time I ever heard your show, though.
0: Really? We've been here, we've been here for we've been here for years, Clyde.
7: Well, all right. So, first of all, you guys have been talking a lot about Bowden tonight, and I know this might sound like. One of the craziest calls that you have ever received on this show, but I swear everything I'm going to say is the truth.
0: All right. Um,
7: I live in Texas now. I'm from Texas, but I used to work up in uh, Virginia, and um, I live live up in Virginia. And I used to work at the uh, the Capitol building in uh, what they call custodial services. Okay. So it's interesting what some of those people who work in that building will say. When they think nobody is listening or they think only a lowly janitor is listening. And you guys have been talking a lot about voting tonight. i got to tell you, your vote does not matter. These people had nothing but contempt for the, uh, you know, the average American. Give yeah. us some
0: example uh, I believe that. Yeah, what we'll leads you to say all <laughs> That this. doesn't sound like a crazy call to me, Clyde.
2: <laughs> a lot of truth.
7: No, no, no. It gets crazier. But listen. You know, any of you guys ever worked in a like customer service kind of job?
2: Sure,
0: sure, definitely done sales all my life. Right.
7: So you know the feeling when like a customer walks in, or you have to deal with a customer.
0: Well, and I mean, it's
7: like, oh no. Customer. <laughs> well, That's, usually, well, uh, usually, usually so I was
0: yeah. Usually I was thinking, well, I'm going to make some money. Right. Well, yeah. it depends on whether you're commissioned when dealing with a customer. Yes, but uh, yes, I understand.
7: Like, like no commission. Like you work at a gas station or yep. something, you know. Like, and, and and you just see the customers' inconvenience. Yes, uh, that that certainly happens job. with
0: with some people that are hourly employees, especially ones that have Game Boys.
7: <laughs> All right, so that's that's just about uh, that describes pretty much everybody who works in that building.
0: I'll bet. Yeah, I, I agree.
7: That's how they that's how they feel about the American people. So I, I got to tell you that that you, it, there's no point in voting. But I, I've seen some crazy things when, while I was working there. I worked there for about two years.
2: Well, we're, let me stop you for a second. Where would you where would you advocate that people uh, allocate their time then, if they do care about liberty, instead of voting?
7: Well, it, well, I I I, don't, I I think it's different for everybody, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's sure. a good answer. Yeah, I mean, we're just looking for what you think is a good idea. Well,
7: it's it's, it's Definitely not anything that's going on in this political process. These people are snakes. And I, let me talk about one of the one of the weirdest things I saw. Um, one time, you know, there's a fitness center for the congressmen and congresswomen in inside the Capitol. Building. Sure,
0: they don't want to have to mix with the lowly people in Washington D.C. out in the real world.
7: No. All right. So, so one time I had to go in there and clean up a dead owl.
0: A dead owl. Okay.
7: In the men's locker room, in the Congressional Fitness Center.
0: Okay, interesting. Did did the owl fly in, or was it uh, was it?
7: No, no, I, I don't know. See, this it starts getting weirder, because some of these people are into like uh, sacrifice, okay, stuff like that. So,
1: did the owl appear to be I, sacrificed? Oh, I think is this, is this a connection with the uh, Bohemian Grove type of uh, conspiracy Absolutely, stuff? All
7: right, so now we're talking. See, now we're talking. So, I'm glad, who's that? JJ? That's
0: right.
1: All
7: right, I'm glad so you're on to this. Was
0: the was the so, owl sacrificed or was it just a dead owl?
7: No, dead owl, blood everywhere. And why in the gym? Clearly clearly sacrificed. Ah. Now,
0: why in the locker room?
7: I assume that JJ, I assume that you also know about the uh the lizards.
1: Um, I'm not so familiar with that. I mean, the whole Moloch thing or what, however you pronounce that. I I've I've seen a little bit of that sort of stuff. I'm not really one of those persons that can devote much time to these sorts of things. Have but, you uh, seen
0: a politician lick his own lizard eyes? <laughs> no, no. The, the lizards are important. Okay. Like
7: uh, six, six 7,000 years ago, this, this is all conversations. You would be stunned by the conversations these people have in the I'm getting them. more stunned as six, time 6, 10, goes by, Clyde. Ago, a group of aliens come from the Draco constellation, uh-huh. and they interact with the Semitic people.
0: And, Semitic uh, people.
7: Yeah, yeah, Semitic
0: people. Hold on, before you go on. Alex
7: Jones talks about this all the time. Listen. But I need to know who the
0: Semitic people are. Semites. Are are the Semitic people people from Arabia or people, or Jewish people?
7: Jewish
0: people. Lizard Jews. I'm out of here. One of my cousins. Sorry, I'm just not going to listen to lizard Jew talk. Well, you know, if you want to tell sh- me some funny story about uh about lizard people, that's fine, but the idea that uh that it that you know the particular race, no, I'm done. Right. Uh sorry. <laughs> no,
1: I agree that that people in and the Congress itself are some sick individuals and I'm sure they do a lot of sick and twisted things because they are mad with power. Think about it. At go. the end
2: of the day, let's assume what he was saying is right, which, you know, I don't I haven't looked into it. I, I don't I don't I mean, but yeah. what's what's the issue? I mean, the issue is that these people want to control you and Actually, so let's, um, let's okay. not have these So I took one of those authority.
0: online tests for your DNA and I came up as having a um, a marker for Ashkenazi. So at that point, I would be part lizard Jew. I'm out of here, man. Wow. I'm right, We're done. And <laughs> I personally, giving you my highest uh, truth here, never had any kind of lizard traits that I know of. So, yeah, what I'm that? sorry. What well, I, you know, what? I just want to say that
1: I've, I think I've reached the pinnacle of Free Talk Live uh, co-hosting and <laughs> having talked about lizard Jews on yeah. the air.
0: Yeah. yeah that's the, the, I can that. retire my jersey now. Let's go to Frank in New York. Frank.
9: Uh, Good evening, gentlemen. How are you, sir? Very interesting. I wanted to say this, that I believe right now the vote means nothing. When we have a corporation like Diebold that controls the software and controls the programming of the voting machines from state to state, uh, there really is no check and balance. And also... In New Hampshire,
0: we have paper ballots.
9: Well, that's good then. You're the exception, but uh, if you look at Ohio, Pennsylvania, so mm-hmm. many of the states, they yep. have those diebold machines, sure. and uh, hey, they've uh, been proved to be hackable. I remember Carnegie oh, yes. Mellon University did a, a study on that. How easy they are! To, oh, I'm sorry. Is, is, should I hold it to the break or?
0: Sure, Frank. <laughs> free Talk Live. Give us a call at eight five five four five zero free. Free Talk Live, 8, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. It's the SACL toll-free call-in line for you. Talk, or go to shop.freetalklive.com to help benefit
1: uh, Liberty Organizations. You go through amazon.com. You're going to buy stuff there anyway, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of your purchase, and it'll help the show.
0: Um, so go to shop.freetalklive.com. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't increase your price at all. It's just the same. Same Amazon. Same prices. But. We get a little. We get a little spiff. It's uh, shop.freetalklive.com. Ruger's new SR40C is the the compact version of the recoil reducing striker fired SR40 pistol. One of the slimmest and most ergonomically designed full sized forty caliber pistols on the market today. The SR40C is based on the same high performance glass filled nylon frame as those used in so many great pistols, offering the same features, including a slim frame. Uh, trigger, short trigger reach, reversible backstrap, amnidextrous controls. You can see it at ruger.com and purchase it at your local gun dealer, ruger.com. The SR40C. Let's go back to Frank in New York. Frank?
9: Yes. I wanted to say this that the machines have been proven by several universities to be hackable.
0: These are the Diebold and- machine, the Diebold voting absolutely. machines? Absolutely. Yep.
9: Yes. And also, uh, The question that I've been thinking a lot about over the last few years is why should we participate in our own demise? Why should we vote for a candidate who represents special corporate interests as opposed to our interests and then be disappointed every time, such as, you know, let's say the Barack Obama campaign where he was going to promise transparency and bring... The troops back from Afghanistan and Iraq within six months of his inauguration, he did the opposite. Everything he's promised, he did 180-degree turn on. So in a sense, why put yourself in that position? I mean, it's interesting. In, in the election of 2008, I voted for Cynthia McKinney, who was a wonderful congresswoman from Georgia, who... Uh, voted against the Patriot Act, the Homeland Security Act, voted against sending troops to Afghanistan and Iraq, did everything uh, right. A moral stateswoman uh, who ran as president, uh, as the candidate for the presidency of the Green Party uh, in the election. And it's interesting to note that. Ninety-five percent of the American electorate had no idea who she was. Yeah, they and still do When the NAACP did their poll two years ago, they found out among African Americans that eighty-nine percent had no idea who Cynthia McKinney was, or that she was the first Black American uh, running, uh, you know, as a candidate for the presidency in two thousand eight. So there's a massive. What do you mean disconnect. by first?
0: I mean Jesse Jackson's run. What first no, Black no, woman? woman.
9: Woman, okay, correct. So what I wanted to say is this that's very interesting. Uh, you know, Ron Paul makes some very good points. But, you know, with the exception of auditing the Fed, you know, where is the legislation uh, that he authored after his many years in Congress? Very little, if any. And I think we have to be aware that, uh, let's say, you know, if, if he is elected to be president – Uh, In a sense, he's going to have to make a deal with those in power that select our candidates. And when he has an administration, he's going to put the same people in from the same institutions, and special interest groups, that all the presidents have done since Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And... uh,
0: you no, know, I, I consider Ron Paul to be a pretty principled dude, and I think that if if somebody can, and I'm not saying that in Washington D.C. one doesn't have to make deals, but the fact is, Ron Paul could have made deals all along. He's been a 12-time uh, member of the House. I mean, they, He's been offered every opportunity in the world to make deals. Yeah. He can't be forced to. He's a Boy Scout. Um, I, I mean, you know, there's they don't have any dirt on the guy. So I I think that no, uh, of the, the people out there that won't. Uh, yeah. It won't be bent to their will. Ron Paul's the guy.
9: I just want to say that with being in Congress for 12 terms, I mean, he should have a body of legislation that sort of backs his position. Why would he put in legislation
0: when it always gets shot down? I mean, you know, he he could just as easily say.
9: Well, in a sense, you know, one has to author... The legislation has to be brought before the committees and things. But the point is, there is virtually nothing, with the exception of auditing the Fed. And I think he's right demanding an audit of the Fed. And uh, but right. the point is this: uh, you know, the presidential candidates are selected by the elite. The voters just have a choice between two of them. I and agree with that much. See, I'd, I'd, that's how I view the system. I'm very pragmatic. And I think if we go back to Jurgen Habermas's text, Legitimation Crisis, where he talks about the crisis within institutions in Europe, especially after uh, the post war period in Germany, uh, many of those points that he raised that if, about post enlightenment rationality when institutions fail are directly applicable right now to the United States. Europe, and uh, many other countries. Uh, So in a sense, I think we have to re-theorize the purpose and function of the vote, what does it mean, and then the moral question, are we going to participate in our own demise by voting for someone that's going to really cut our throats and go against our own best interests?
0: Frank, thank you you for the call. When you
9: get to that point...
0: Appreciate it, uh, JJ. Will you look up that Jurgen Habermasers thing? I want that on audiobook, so I can. Uh, I'm going to play that on the way 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 home. Yeah, okay. And, and just to uh, tie into Frank's uh, comment when he first called in about the
2: voting machines, I do want to mention there's a, a documentary. My friend uh, Drew Phillips, who had a hand in uh, Coplocks podcast, uh, helped uh, create called "Fatally Flawed." So if anybody's interested in learning more about that,
0: "Fatally Flawed." Robert in New Jersey, Robert.
8: How you doing? I was on a little earlier talking about Ron Paul. Um, on this
0: show, hope- this evening? Yes. One call per evening, Robert. Thank you. Let's go to Guy in Iowa. Guy?
5: Hey, good morning. I hope all of you are doing well.
0: All as well. You're as well.
5: Well, I'm an overnight driver, a veteran, and a father. Gotcha. And I'd like to say you guys offer a very wide range and variety of opinions, and I find it refreshing and educational. You
0: won't hear this on the radio anyplace else, will you? Appreciate it. No, nope. yeah,
5: nope, nope, nope. There's only a few. I have, I'm going to make two points. I'll make them real quick. Okay. First, is a serious one. My grandfather used to tell me, when you have an oak tree that has a disease, you cut it down, but in order to cure it, you start at the roots. I think that applies to this nation at this point. We need to Change the top, but if we're going to regain the power of the country and bring it back, it's going to have to start at a community level and start creating a new generation of leaders from the city level as they work their way through and keep on them to formulate change down the road. For future generations,
0: it seems like the, uh, the 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 clock's getting really close to midnight. It seems like this government is just darn close to insolvent, and it it may not be that we have generations to uh, to fix these problems, guy.
5: Well, you know what? I serve my country under the attitude of uh, things can change. It may not be able to be changed, but I'm not willing to quit bailing on the boat until the boat's underwater. So, I got you. you know, if we, all, if we all just give up, then it's over. So we might as well keep trying for those that come on behind us.
6: What's your next now, point, Guy?
5: Second comment about Mr. Johnson last, last
0: night. Mr. Johnson. Okay. Oh, yeah, the yeah, call. Yeah, gotcha.
5: If he was fake, why not just shoot him, right?
0: yeah the, the, i believe the comment was let me let me recap real quick guy for those that were not uh, listening i do remember sure. um that basically that uh, that he believed in spanking because well why not if spanking's good why not hit the kid with a baseball bat or shoot him in the leg or something like that that'll teach him a better lesson yep yep
5: yep i love it now i've now after 50 years of life I don't know why my parents always used to tell me to keep your Johnson out of sight and not explain it. God, Thank
0: you. You know, I don't get to laugh too much on the air around here. People don't give too many jokes, but, you know, Guy got me with that one. I didn't, I didn't even see it coming. Wow. Just like that. 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live
2: you know that cigarettes will kill you you've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try there is a healthier option 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A a pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com.
0: Talk live. You know, it's it's it, uh, it's the as we say here. You can call in, talk about whatever you want. We've had calls all evening long, and I think we might be able to. You know, I I doubt we're going to get to you if you call in, so I'm not even going to give the number. Mm-hmm. But. If you've ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive, Jurisdictionary.com is a course for you. It's a course for people who don't have attorneys or that do have attorneys and need to keep an eye on what they're doing. It arms you with the information on how the court's rules work. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four-CD course is so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Visit jurisdictionary.com. Download the free tools they have there for you. They have a free legal flowchart, free weekly tips and tactics newsletters. There's a free legal dictionary. Watch the free videos. Then, of course, buy the course, jurisdictionary.com. Remember, when you do buy the course, to use the pull-down menu when you check out to let them know you heard about it on Free Talk Live. They also have an affiliate relations, an affiliate program where you can make money getting your friends involved with jurisdictionary. It's jurisdictionary.com. Advertise,
1: market, promote, amp.freetalklive.com. For as little as $3 a month, you can help spread Free Talk Live to all sorts of new faces, ears, eyes, nose, well, maybe not noses. But with the the $3 a month, you have access to amp-only podcasts and amp-only toll-free call-in line. You get uh, amplifier access to the special part of the BBS and a whole bunch of other perks. So go
2: to to amp.freetalklive.com. Yeah, and before we go, I want to give a, a big shout out for the uh, LemonadeDay.org. If you, uh, I know it's been talking about in Free Talk Live in the recent past. All these uh, arrests, all these shakedowns of kids selling lemonade across the states. Uh, a good group of people have uh, got together, started this event, LemonadeDay.org. Uh, they're going to go out on Saturday. There are going to be lemonade stands already in dozens and dozens of cities, and uh, including on the National Mall. So, uh, if you're not familiar with it, check it out. Get get some uh, info, and if uh, connect with a group in your area or start an, your own event um the whole purpose is to teach kids entrepreneurship skills that uh you know engaging in voluntary interactions is not a crime despite what these uh, bureaucrats have uh, threatened people with so uh, check it out lemonade day.org uh I encourage you uh, have a lemonade day.
0: Have a lemonade stand if you yeah. have kids, or uh, patron one if you see one in the area. That's right. It's a great idea. You know, kids should have lemonade stands. It does teach them valuable skills. And uh, if not, just have some lemonade from some kid on that same day. Let's go to Michael in Connecticut. Michael,
10: good evening.
0: How are you, Howdy.
10: Oh, pretty good. Beers are kicking in. <laughs> good I'd... times. <laughs> I wanted to uh, chime in on the whole voting issue. Okay. And it's funny, I've kind of, I've, you know, over the course of maybe 15 years, I started, you know, I I went, I went, did my time with the Libertarian Party, I guess you could call it, and I kind of gave up on that three years ago when they nominated Bob Barr. Yeah. Because they got pretty much polluted. I would have voted for Mary Ruart, but, you know, it didn't work that way. And I, and I wrote on the ballot, you know, I want no representation, you know, I, I took a marker and just wrote it on and the machine made a funny noise.
1: Yeah, if I didn't count
10: it. And I've sort of gone, you know, I decided you know, to go more towards the voluntarist route and you know, just saying, you know, enough is enough, although ironically it was an interview with Harry Brown back in 1995 that got me involved in the political process.
0: Harry so, Brown was a dynamic man that uh, that certainly got a lot of people involved in, yep. in the liberty movement. Just to def- define what a voluntarist is for folks that might have never heard the term before a voluntarist is somebody who believes that uh, all interactions should come on a voluntary basis. That people should choose to be there and that they should uh, not be forced to do things they should not be forced to uh, give money um, you know, to things that they don't wish to give money to it's sort of the modern day equivalent of an abolitionist. They, uh, they wish to abolish slavery for everyone.
10: Yes. Yeah. Although this year I thought about writing in again, you know, no representation in the local you know, municipal elections, but it's not going to count anyway.
0: Nope, it's not.
10: So okay. It's not because, you know, if we don't want to be represented, you know, that vote doesn't count.
0: Indeed. Uh, Michael, yeah. th- thanks for the call. Thanks. Free Talk Live. Let's go to... Captain Ned in Florida. Captain Ned.
11: Hey, guys. Great show. Thanks. Hey, uh, uh, Clyde the Owl guy, man. I knew as soon as he said the owl, uh, I knew where he was going. And, you know, there's a lot to what he said. And uh, I think J.J. picked up the Bohemian Grove. These guys are very much into symbolism. And, like, if you look at the elections, it it goes back to, like, uh, English monarchy, monarchy, which uh, I love the British people, but I hate the monarchy. I think it's genetic.
0: I, I absolutely agree with this. Certainly human institutions tend to evolve from other institutions that existed before them, that uh, this this idea of the republic that we have today is essentially the idea of electing kings, princes, barons, and yeah. dukes to rule over us, and then exactly. you can kick them out and try new ones in a couple of years. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the temporary dukes and kings are only slightly better than, um, you know, long-term dukes and kings.
11: Well, if you look at like uh, Bush, they were going to run Kerry against Bush. Those guys are cousins, man. They're all descended from British monarchy, believe it or not.
0: Well, many and, of them, uh, many of them are uh, the b- blue blooded. They were here, uh, you absolutely. Know, but but I don't think the blue buds generally are descended from monarchy. They're usually just people that came over to uh, you know t- to take advantage of one of the Virginia Company's uh, grants and stuff. I'd, I'd be interested in hearing about the uh, the relationship right. to if the you- monarchy, but it wouldn't really matter to me much.
11: If you look at when these people marry each other, who they marry into the families, they use specific dates. I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy called Pete the Numbers Guy. No. Very interesting stuff. But anyway, uh, real quick, J.J.'s talked before about the militarization of the police here, police forces. Yes, yeah, sure. Okay, here's, here's what I believe. I think, I think these powers-to-be have just about had it with this little freedom thing we're all cooking over here in the U.S. If you look at all these other countries, they've basically fallen off. There's nobody. You know, China's the China's the uh, symbol for the new world order. That's the, that's the master plan. So I believe you're going to have with this awesome militarization that they're doing of local police forces with federal money. They're going to get around the Posse Comitatus, which prevents the U.S. use the U.S. Army against the citizens of several states.
0: But Instead, uh, Ger- the, the, the Bush administration force. got rid of Posse Comitatus. Yeah, they've so been
1: violating that.
0: Posse already. Comitatus well, is gone. You
11: know, yeah, to a degree, but they're going to use these police. And a lot of them, there's a group of police who are actively fighting this. I forget the name of it. Both keepers. Yeah, exactly. But those guys know what's coming. I mean, I don't think it's long you're going to see martial law. They're going to drop it in here, and it's going to be a fight between what I call boat ramp nation of the United States. The only guys are going to fight... And I think it's coming, guys. And JJ, you are exa- exactly on with that uh, militarization, man. That's exactly yep. what they're doing. That was the point
0: of the drug war. You know, I, I don't know no, if oh there's yeah, the
11: war on terror is the war on the Constitution. That's all it is. War on grandmothers. War on uh, war on drugs. War on grandmothers. War on terror is the war on the Constitution. You and know, like I... like uh, they've already drawn a line of sin. Constitutionalists are terrorists. It's coming, guys. I mean, it's it's
0: almost uh, it, here. It may, I mean, Captain Ned. You know, I I know that certainly governmental organizations. What you most of what you say is uh, there's there's no doubt that uh, you can you can prove this stuff. Government organizations have called people that uh, are loading up on MREs dangerous. People that pay with cash exactly. dangerous. People that have yeah. you know bumper stickers about the Constitution dangerous. That you know uh, domestic terrorists yeah. have been used in the same breath when they describe folks like this. They absolutely do those things. But I'll tell you, Ned, if it gets down to fighting. They're pretty much. They've got us. Um, I mean, they've got they've got robots that fly in the sky and kill yeah, from seven miles yeah. up. Yeah. But I
11: will tell you what, they're using that against those Taliban in Afghanistan. Those boys are holding their own, and you know, you nobody has ever beat them in Afghanistan. From Peter the Great with his elephants. No one
0: has ever beaten those cats, Ben. Well, in sure. Afghanistan, uh, the, the, the United States government is making it look like they want to uh, preserve human life. And I, I think to some extent they don't want the problems of killing civilians there. Um, so no. they try to kill as few as possible. They wouldn't – if they were t- – if the government, the United States government, was to turn on the United States people, they wouldn't have the motivation to preserve people. They would w- They would have the motivation to wipe as many people out as possible in a short period of time so that it would teach the rest of the people that they either need to get in line and uh, you know, go to the yeah. concentration camp or whatever it is that they would exactly. hope to
11: do. V- very possible, but uh, that's, they're, they're afraid of the American people. Make no, make no mistake about it, because we're the citizens of several states. The Founding Fathers set it up this way. The Second Amendment, we're armed. I don't and think so. Heavy armament here. I think we're
0: absolutely armed, but i I, I, I don't see that. Th- th- I don't see the government as turning against us in this sort of overt way. Um, I mean, for one, everybody who's in the government has family that's not in the government, <laughs> that's right. and it yeah. seems to me that they wouldn't be turning on uh, their own families. That they just well, won't they pull might, the trigger. They don't on
11: really it. care about any of those guys either. Trust me, you know. Just foot soldiers. You know. Uh, but they, you need foot soldiers to
0: fight wagon. wars. Generals can't yeah. fight wars.
11: Exactly. You're going to have a big false flag event here, like the Twin Towers, and there it's going to come. Anyway, thanks, guys.
0: Thanks, Kevin Ned. Free Talk Live.